How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just jump right into today's subject. First, want to give a big shout out to this team right here, the Vegas Golden Knights, for you know trying their hardest and 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 making us into the finals, into the Stanley Cup. Unfortunately, we lost to the Dallas Stars, um, so they'll be making it over um, to the Stanley Cup finals. So um, essentially. I, I'll never forget like the first year that the Vegas Golden Knights came to Las Vegas. I thought the irony and the idea of a hockey team, <laughs> an ice hockey team, having, um, you know, being situated here in the middle of the desert. I was like, you know, Las Vegas literally has it all. We have, <laughs> we have pretty much every form of entertainment for people. And now we have hockey. Would have never foresaw a football team coming here. Some people did. I didn't personally, but now we have the Raiders as well. But, you know, football teams, soccer teams, all that kind of can make sense. But an ice ring in the middle of the desert just seems so ironic. And I don't know why today of all times, I've been hearing it a lot, a lot of conversation about it. And I just wanted to, to kind of get my two cents, uh, you know, in on on the conversation about climate change. Let's talk about good old-fashioned climate change or what some people have considered to be just uh, pseudoscience nonsense that has been used by uh, liberals and, and other people as a means to just argue why we should get off of fossil fuels, turn all our cars in, switch to electric, and no one wants to do any of these these things. I get it. It's It's hard to to put your mind around the idea that somehow us humans are impacting the climate. But is it, though? Is it really that hard to believe? Like, for people that live in suburban areas or, or uh, rural areas, maybe I could give you how you could probably think that, oh, like, I could drive around, I could breathe out all the air, and all the trees around me are going to be able to take care of all this carbon dioxide. You might have an argument there. But the thing is that the population of most countries, including the United States, aren't dense in those areas. You know, they're dense in the coastal regions and super heavy concreted areas where there's lack of trees anywhere. Like I know for a fact, like here in Las Vegas, we are producing a ton of carbon dioxide. We are not cleaning it by any means. There is no trees out here to be absorbing the carbon dioxide. And essentially, think of anything that really that eliminates carbon out of the air. It's pretty much any plant-based product. So trees, flowers, um, brush, algae. Algae being the number one, actually, uh, they do about they produce about seventy percent of the oxygen in the air. Because I mean, we're covered by seventy percent, you know, ocean, and so it makes sense that algae would be producing the most oxygen because there's a lot more ocean covering, um, you know, the earth and there is land. And so, uh, and, and, and the unfortunate thing is that as population growth goes up and as other countries have modernized in a way like we have, like, for instance, if you track, first it was the United Kingdom or, or the UK that started off the Industrial Revolution in early, like late 1800s. That came to America in the early 1900s and we started our own Industrial Revolution we ended up being ahead only because we didn't 
lose or we weren't uh, completely destroyed by two world wars. No one really came to our country and bombed the shit out of us. And so that gave us plenty of time to pretty much become like the global superpower that we are nowadays. Honestly, we have to think the, the, the fact that we are way separated from Europe as the reason why we are a global superpower. Because while everyone was rebuilding and 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 going through the worst situation in human history, pretty much, those two global world wars, um, it gave America plenty of time to kind of finance reparations for a lot of countries and use all that money that we were lending out and pretty much mass produce in this country as well and develop a lot of manufacturing and just rocketed America to the number one spot. But, you know, now that we're here, there are other countries that are slowly catching up. The Soviet Union was, um, China was, India is now there. And we're a population of 300 million, 350 million people. China, 1.7 billion. India, 1.2 billion. India is on track to surpass China within the next five to 10 years in population. And so they essentially make up four times us, uh, India making up three and a half times us. And there is, uh, and I was reading a fun fact, one tree on average, one tree that's 10 years old will produce enough oxygen in the air to uh, oxygenate two humans, right? We have seven and a half billion people on this planet. And, and those two trees, or that one tree is able to oxygenate enough air for two humans. The problem is, is that we are deforesting uh, regions and eliminating trees. And again, like I said, trees make up 25% of the oxygen in the air. So if you were to kill off all the trees, you still would have algae producing all the oxygen. The problem is, is that we're also destroying the oceans as well eliminating all the resources for algae or the essential algae that produces the oxygen that we need. And all of this stuff is essentially removing the things that are capable of removing carbon dioxide out of the air, right? And if you learn anything in science is that uh, what carbon does is essentially it creates like a, a, a blanket around, it's more dense than oxygen. And so when sunlight pierces through our atmosphere, reflects off the ground because some of that energy is absorbed by by the ground, but majority of it's dissipated back up into the air as heat. And what happens is that normally in an ideal situation, that heat would dissipate through uh, through our atmosphere, but it can't really because our atmosphere is an enclosed system, clearly, because if not, we wouldn't be able to breathe air and all of our air would float into space and we would die of suffocation um, or being in a vacuum system. So essentially, it's a contained closed system, and some of that heat eventually will be able to dissipate off the planet, but it, it will still linger. But oxygen doesn't have a blanketed effect like carbon dioxide, carbon dioxide being more dense. So it's able to create this invisible blanket above the Earth uh, or around the Earth. And so as heat is trying to escape, barely any of it can really escape, and it takes very long for that heat to penetrate into outer space. As we produce more carbon dioxide and more complex uh, byproducts like methane, for instance, that's more complex than carbon dioxide, which can store up to four times the amount of heat. I think it is like four times the amount of heat that carbon dioxide can. 
um, we're essentially creating a, a big, big, big blanket around the earth. And we only need to look to one neighbor to see what happens when you have like massive amount of greenhouse gases surrounding the planet. Just look at Venus. Venus, even though it's the second uh, second planet away or you know in our solar system, Mercury being the closest, like really close to the sun, Venus is technically a hotter planet than Mercury. And when I first heard that fact, it didn't make sense to me until when you find out that the oxygen, the the air around Venus is a massive greenhouse-based planet. That planet is all carbon monoxide, I believe it is. And so whatever caused that, a lot of, there's a lot of theory. No one really knows because we can't travel back in time to see. But we do know that this, this very thick amount of gas that's around Venus has created such a level of greenhouse effect that all that heat that the sun is emanating towards uh, Venus is absorbed and it, it never releases. And so the temperatures on the surface of Venus are extremely hot, way hotter than Mercury. That is our future, not anytime soon. Like it would take centuries for that to happen. But at our current rate of, of usage of, of, of electronics and production of, of carbon dioxide, that is a reality that this planet is eventually going to foresee. And, and the sad thing is, is that you know, the most densely populated areas, because, you know, humans for the longest time, if you track our history, we've always lived near sources of water. It just makes sense. You know, water is a viable resource for living as, you know, any animal pretty much. And um, those areas are tend to be below uh, sea level as well. If you're a coastal area, it's very rare that you're above sea level. If you are, it's barely any amount of feet. And so as sea levels rise, these cities are having to figure out creative ways to kind of, you know, pump out that water back into the ocean. But that requires energy, a lot more energy. And eventually we get to a point where it's just impossible to fend off that rising sea level. I mean, like you have rising ocean levels. If one massive storm comes in, that storm surge is just going to obliterate. I mean, just look at what happens to any... Any area that's below sea, look at New Orleans, for instance. They're very susceptible to hurricanes because they they hang below sea level. And so when the hurricanes come through, the storm surges that arise, like New Orleans can survive when there's no storms. There's, the waves aren't enough to overpower the levees that exist there, the mini dams that exist all around New Orleans. But when you have storm surges that increase that water level and then it rises above the levees, they can't do their job properly. And then all that water rushes right into New Orleans and floods the whole area. Now, eventually, New Orleans is not going to be able to cope with that. I mean, they've been obliterated once and in 2005, I believe, Katrina hit. And they're just always gambling, always rolling the dice on whether they're going to be obliterated by the next hurricane or not. And every coastal region tends to be below that sea level. And now you're starting to see the effects of that. Like Miami, for instance, they have to do hardcore pumping of water all the time to make sure. And still, the water still rise during storm surges. It can flood in Miami. And 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 this, like where I'm from in New Smyrna Beach in Florida, that's below sea level. I know when uh, Katrina hit that year was a bad year for, even for, for where I grew up. And, and two hurricanes went right through the center, uh, the center of Florida. And New Samarna is like right there in the dead center. And it went right through New Samarna at one point. And I remember we ran out of power for like, or we lost power for 
like six weeks. It was pretty insane. Our dunes were destroyed, and it took a lot of time to rebuild those beaches because uh, those dunes act as natural barriers to those rising seawaters. But when they're destroyed, there's nothing that protects that city. And where I grew up is essentially on a little island too. And I mean, my hometown is gone. Like I know for a fact, my my daughter is going to have to enjoy it as much as she can because by the time she's my age, I really don't think it's going to be there. I know for a fact New Smyrna doesn't have the resources to pump millions of dollars into massive pumps to alleviate rising ocean levels. It's insane, to be honest, to think about that. This is a reality. One of my friends a long time ago, he he said it uh, best. He was like, um, you know, your, your car is running, right? It's a gas car. Would you ever wrap your mouth around the exhaust pipe and breathe in that, the fumes coming off your car? A- every logical person would say, no, what the fuck? I don't want to die from carbon monoxide poisoning. That's insane. Why do we think that that, why do we think that like all the cars that we drive and everything, all that air, where do you, where do we think all that air goes? Like, what do you, where do we, where do we think logically that goes? We think that trees are going to fix that problem, right? But like what trees, if you're listening to this, you're probably living in a, in a dense, populated dense area. What fucking trees are cleaning that air, right? Look at LA, look at Mexico City, look at Beijing, look at, I mean, Look at pretty much a lot of heavily populated areas that haven't done anything about clean air uh, measures. And look at the amount of smog that just exists in those areas. You're telling me that that's not, that that's good for you to breathe in. <laughs> and then you, and, and like this idea, like termites, termites have been proven to increase, increase temperatures in regions where they have massive colonies in like South America, increased temperature by all the like the, the gases that they produce, termites. We as as humans, with all the, the technology that we have and all the resources that we, uh, all the demand that we have and all the energy that we require for everything that we do, we don't think all of that production isn't fuming up the, the air and, and creating like this dirty air. I mean, I don't know what's going to kill us, to be honest. I don't know if it's going to be lung cancer because we're breathing in like worse and worse quality of air. Like, I don't know if we're going to need to walk around with, with rest, like, like clean, like I, for instance, LG, I should, I wish I could screen share right now, but LG has this like electric electronic mass that I want to get me and my wife that like, essentially it's like air purifier. It's got like HEPA hair, uh, pure like filters. And it's essentially like a, um, a filtration system, electronic. So it, it's supposed to be there for like COVID purposes. I feel like everyone's going to be walking around with things like that on their face from now on. Like COVID is just warming people up to the idea that you're going to, if you're going to want to walk outside and not want to like increase your chances of dying from the toxic air out there, you're going to be needing to wear some kind of electronic device that's going to be cleaning the air before you breathe it in. Because like I said, I don't know what's going to like, eradicate people more like the droughts the 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 and droughts are horrible they're getting worse and worse and i don't know where people think like cows get like look no one wants to be a vegan got it but what do you think what do you think cows chickens pigs all them eat they don't eat other animals they eat plants and if there's not enough plants to feed those animals there goes your burgers there goes your your chicken nuggets there goes all like your 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 pork chops i don't know what people are thinking and 
when they think like, oh, this is like all pseudoscience, all like bull crap. It's like, I mean, go to California right now. Tell them that like they're extremely drought, like heavy, high temperature. Um, ask people in the UK that are noticing super increased temperatures when it's supposed to be cold and rainy all the time over there. Like all the way north, you're going to see problems with heat in this planet. And it's sad to think that like if you're near the equator and then above that in temperate regions, you're fucking done. Excuse my language. You are done. Like in a hundred years, those air, like all, everything there is going to be so hot. And so like, I'm talking about like from Alabama all the way down to the bottom of Colombia is going to be completely and wrap that around the earth. is just going to be the worst areas to live. I mean, unless you're living in the mountains and those in that region, like near the equator, you are screwed. Like it's going to be so hot there. No one wants to, no one's going to want to live in those areas. Why? I mean, like 121 degrees in LA a couple weekends ago. That's insane. Like up to what, like how hard can an AC work before it stops working? Like we all neglect these things that like we have these technologies that we have, right? Like I can live in a desert because I have AC, right? But how long can that AC work before it just can't cool, cool the air anymore to a temperature that's comfortable for us? Like 80 degrees. Like, I mean, if my AC could cool down to 80 degrees, is that, a good enough temperature? I don't think so. Um, I think that's too hot. I feel like 78 degrees is too hot. 77 is probably like the highest I want to go in my, my thermostat. And it's just insane. Like I think like ACs, modern ACs can cool down like 30 degrees from ambient temperature effectively. Um, Insulation kind of helps with all of that. But like if you had no insulation, ACs could probably working at their hardest could probably cool down about 30 degrees. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, honestly, I don't even know. I know for a fact, like I'm comfortable going anywhere. If I need to relocate, I'm going to relocate. Like if I could go to Colombia, I have that opportunity. You don't have that opportunity. If you're an American that doesn't have du- double nationality, good luck. Good luck. Because these people that we see that are, are refugees from other countries because of war, famine, terrorism, all of those things, that's going to be your average American in Florida, Texas, Arizona, um, Louisiana, California. Those people are going to need to move more inland. And, I mean, I don't even know if, like what that even means for this country at that point. But I, I just it doesn't make sense to me that we don't think that our ability to mass produ- like we could create atomic bombs like no one's going to argue like if we drop five atomic bombs on the planet earth that that's going to waste huge, like all life on earth right no one's going to argue against that no one like people will say oh yeah but we could survive the nuclear winter yeah of course yeah for sure but you're talking about maybe 30% of human civilization is going to live. The other 70% is dead. We're freaking out about COVID-19 that's killing 4 5% of the world's population. I mean, it's affecting a lot of people, but like I'm just on average, like 4 to 5%, 30% of people living, that's it. So just multiply the amount of people dying dead times six. That's all that's left. Everyone else is dead. 
like what is the point of even living at that point like what you're living in a hellish world that's like with radiation flying in the air but no one's gonna argue that you know atomic bombs are gonna obliterate the whole earth like if we were to launch them why is it so far-fetched to think that for the last 150 years that we've been industrialized and mass producing things and and our demand has skyrocketed over time right the average person 100 years ago needed enough power to power one little light bulb they didn't have television they barely had radio they had little telegraphs right i mean like my cell phone probably requires more power than a little telegraph and like i mean like the demand wasn't even there now oh my god this room probably uses up more energy than the average the average building used up a hundred years ago. And that's just one room. I mean, I get led, lo and behold, there's a million of these all around America and tens of millions of them all around the world, all of them requiring power. Like I said, America's not the only demanding country anymore. We have India, we have China, we still have all of Europe. We have South America coming up there as well. And this is just going to get worse and worse and worse. We're deforesting our forests to move more livestock in that area, which means less, more things that fart and burp that create more emissions in the air. And it's not farting. It's all, it's all burping technically. Um, and for livestock and algae is literally just getting uh, completely eradicated with the, the destruction of the oceans that we're doing with plastic and waste and, and, uh, spillage, oil spillage, and all of this stuff. Like you're destroying reefs. You're destroying all these things that are, are, are the only things that clean our air, right? Like, I mean, come on now. How many people out there have a, 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 a effing plant in their house? Barely any. How many of you guys have like real grass behind your house? Barely anyone. At least here in Nevada, I know for a fact. Like they all have AstroTurf behind their house. What What's that doing for you? You're producing so much more CO2, and it's the same thing. Like I said, in, in heavily dense areas, like the average person in New York City, they are producing a lot of CO2. The average person in any heavily dense area, they are definitely producing more CO2 than there are trees, and there's just not enough trees out there to, to clean the air. And even then, if you mass-produced a ton of trees to clean the air, you know all that moisture is going to create such a humid system. We're going to be like a sauna on this planet. Just think of like the dinosaur age. When you think of dinosaurs, they lived in a time period where all of the planet was covered in forestation. And during that time period, it was super humid, super wet. It was like the rainforest in the Amazon. Just look at just look at the Amazon, for instance. It's super humid, right? If you were to plant that many trees everywhere around the world immediately to kind of clear up all the air, there's not even enough land on on, on Earth. And there there's already been enough studies by NASA. Um the EPA and a lot of different people that said that you could probably off offset 25% of our usage or the last 20 years of, of human consumption of CO2, but it's, there's not enough land. You would have to plant tree. You would have to kick people out of their houses and plant trees where they live to be able to even make a, a big dent. So trees aren't the answer. You also can't fill the ocean with algae because I mean, just ask the average person in Florida, what happens when you have a whole bunch of algae out there? It kills all the fish, kills all the livestock because all the algae absorbs all the nutrients from the ocean. So you have to have this like fine balance and this fine balance is only good enough to compensate for some demand 
But unless we switch to a system where we're slowly getting away, and it's not even slowly anymore. We have to make immediate changes. If we don't do that, then, I mean, yeah, say goodbye to all your coastal cities. Like, enjoy them now. If you don't care, by all means, you know, just fuck you, dude. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Like, to all the people that are, like, arguing about the fact, like, uh, no, I don't want my gas cars to go away. Like, no one's asking for that. Would you have a problem with your gas car becoming more efficient, though, if we had more money going into, like, working, more subsidies going into helping these car companies, car manufacturers making more car-efficient or more efficient engines? I mean, who would have a problem with that? If your car's going to still be as fast, still look as cool, but be more efficient, that's great. But no one wants that. No one wants, like, uh, electric cars, even though, like, your average Tesla car is going to beat your average whatever uh, gas-powered car because it's an electric. And and when you get behind an electric car, most people that I've seen that are, like, gas enthusiasts, when they get behind an electric car, they always change their mind. They're like, wow, this is so great. This acceleration is phenomenal, right? But, nah, like, no one wants – not you still want your monster trucks and stuff like that and <laughs> – People are so dumb. Um, what else? I mean, essentially, we want coal plants, even though we know we can make nuclear plants. We can make, uh, like, solar panels. You can put – I mean, Elon Musk made solar panels that literally look like roof tiles. If we just got every house out there putting those tiles on their house, you know, again, I, you know, I don't want to empower Elon Musk more than he is, but he he made that. Through Tesla, you could get Tesla solar panel roofs that are technically cheaper than your average roof, unless you have a cheap quality roof, and that will essentially give you all the power that you need for your house. You know, why don't we all do it? Why don't we all get how would wouldn't you feel great if like the government gave you a subsidy to kind of just remodel your roof, make it look nicer, and give give you the ability to not have to pay an electric bill anymore? Who wants to pay electric bills? Who wants to do that? I don't understand people. Like, why do you want to pay like your my electric bill last month was two hundred dollars? Why am I paying for that? Why not just install solar panels on every house, every new house? We have the capabilities of doing that, and so these houses are are self sufficient. Now we don't want to do it. We just want to rely on dirty coal, and I want to breathe in that garbage air because I'm a I'm a troll. That's honestly. The only people at this point that don't agree with climate change, I really think personally, they're just doing, they just want themselves to look bad because they, they want the publicity. They want the attention. At this point, I haven't bumped into someone that logically could give me good, valid arguments as to why we should continue ignoring all the evidence out there. Like all the, the, like what we can witness, not like what we can measure. And what's been measured over time, but just like what we can witness. And everyone wants to say like climate changes over time. Yeah, that's true. It takes massive global events to cause that change though. Like for instance, the ice age, a lot of people think that that was caused by a massive meteor strike that essentially clouded the earth with a whole bunch of dirt that essentially dropped global temperatures by a couple degrees, just two degrees, dropped the global temperatures by a couple degrees that essentially caused the ice age around the earth. And we're like not stressing out about increasing the temperature two degrees above normal. Like we're not worried about that. Like what that's going to do to all ice and like take your average cup of water with ice 
and melt the ice. What's that water going to do? It's going to overfill into areas, into volume. And what is that going to do? It's going to rise up. It's going to create... You're going to now have cold water mixing in with the, with the warm, temperate water. It's going to create stronger storm systems. I mean, the East Coast is going to be obliterated with hurricanes. And like the what's going on right now is a perfect example. of This is just a start where the West Coast is going to be completely on fire because it's all dry. It's just super dry. The East Coast that has all the humidity and all like the, the – the, that humidity, by the way, comes from the United Kingdom – so you might actually get dry air out in the East Coast as well if the if the weather system changes in the UK because of that English channel that supplies a lot of that flow and that currents and that cool water into Florida. If that doesn't flow that way and that ends, that system ends, not only are you eradicating a lot of water species in the ocean, but you're essentially going to increase the temperatures even more so throughout the, the ocean. You're going to lose that circulation. And essentially, who knows, even the East Coast might get so dry. It won't be humid anymore. Yay. But now it'll be like desert heat and good luck surviving that out there. All the green is going to die and it's going to be as dry as it is out here in the West Coast. I don't know if people in the, in the East Coast can survive that. I, it just, it humors me at this point. Like, you're, I'm, not, I'm not capable of changing people's minds, right? But like honestly, though, would you would you wrap your mouth around a, a, a car while it's running and breathe in that carbon monoxide? No, right? It's going to kill you. Most people commit suicide that way. You know, sadly, suicide's a horrible thing. But I mean, that's a way that some people do it because it's it's supposed to be like a swift way of doing it, and it it doesn't hurt you supposedly. Like. We're breathing in that air, though, as millions of cars are driving around. And that's just cars. That's not including airplanes. And can you believe all levels of transportation only make up about 20% of, of the dirty air that we're breathing in? I don't know. Honestly, I, I'm just afraid because I feel like even if I can run away from, like, even if I could run away from, from like, areas that are getting so hot, I feel like the air is still going to be so dirty that I will never be able to visit those areas ever again. And they're going to be destroyed. And, I mean, California is going through, like, a massive amount of, like, dirty air from the fires out there. And it's just... I really think that it's just, like, a, a um, just the start of hell on Earth. Like, hell on Earth for a lot of people. Like I said, if you're living in the temperate region... Near the equator, <laughs> you're so screwed. Honestly, you're so screwed. It's sad. I don't. I mean, it's crazy to think about. I I just cannot get over it. I just can't get over it. And and we know that this is an enclosed system. Why do? That's like if I take my car exhaust and put it into a balloon and hold the balloon out. Eventually, the carbon monoxide is going to come out of the balloon through the pores in the balloon. But for a long time, that carbon monoxide is going to sit in that balloon, sitting in there. Now take that same balloon and put it out in the heat, right? That balloon's going to get hot faster than a, a balloon that has just normal air that you blew into it. Just do that simple experiment. Just do a simple experiment. Go real quick before your exhaust pipe gets super hot from running all day long. Go out there, get a balloon, wrap it around it, start your car really quick, get you know enough fumes in there to kind of get that balloon inflated. Hold that thing out in the sun and then blow up another balloon with the same area 
and hold it out in the sun. And you tell me, after doing it for 30 minutes, which balloon's going to be hotter? The, the one that you blew air in or the one that has a whole bunch of carbon inside of it, right? But no one wants to do that experiment. I'm too lazy. It's all pseudoscience, all bull. It's the balloon. It's the rubber. It's the latex. It's, it's, it's everything else. You guys are just trying to end coal jobs, even though America's been losing coal jobs literally by the thousands every year because, sad, coal isn't produced in America anymore. It's produced somewhere else. But now we have fracking. Yay. Now we can produce more fuel. And, and <clears throat> like, the, the invention of fracking was, like, one of the worst things for society because America was slowly – going towards this realization like, oh, we can't rely on the Middle East countries for gas. We need to go to clean energy. Let's focus on that. Then we found fracking and we were like, cool, let's destroy not only the air, but let's destroy the drinking water in areas as well. Why not? I I dare anyone. I would double dare anyone to go to a river system by an area that has fracking and drink the water there. That water is destroyed. The aquifers are destroyed. They are contaminated. Like fracking isn't just pressurized water. It's pressurized water with chemicals. All that stuff seeps through the ground. The ground is porous. That water seeps into the the nearby fresh water. And all of it's just completely eradicated at that point. And, but, yeah, it's totally worth it. Now that we're the number one superpower with uh, producing fuel, guys, so now we can fund uh, China's growth and uh, India's growth and our own growth and pump more toxic air out there because, I mean, you, you wouldn't drink a, 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 a cup of gas, right? No. Why, why would you do that? That's super toxic. No, I wouldn't do that, but I, I, I would breathe it. I, I'm cool with breathing in a whole bunch of gas. That's not going to do shit for me. It's just going to fly away. Right, just like the oxygen on the Earth just flies away into space, it doesn't stay in our Earth in an enclosed system. We're not enclosed; we're an open system. Carbon dioxide doesn't float and hang out in the air. It's not a denser gas. I didn't pay attention to chemistry. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It's so stressful sometimes to think about. It, it's. <laughs> It's so entertaining. I I truly am entertained by people that are, are climate deniers. Is that, if that's what I think that's what they're called. I just call them imbeciles. You're an imbecile. Like, like outside of just you believe that it doesn't impact the earth, right? Believing isn't going to fix the problem. Can you believe the icebergs back? Icebergs back? Can you believe? The panda bears are going to be fine. Can you believe that next year your temperatures are going to drop by 10 degrees and it's going to go back to normal? Can you just will that into power? No? Then why would you then just let go of this idea that you believe that climate change isn't a thing and actually be like, oh, wow, let me just think logically here. Like if I did the carbon monoxide experiment at this random podcast guys talking about wow this balloon is hotter huh that's crazy or yeah i wouldn't really drink oil ever because oil is really toxic but i guess i can breathe it no that doesn't make sense wait maybe they're onto something here right i mean (laughs) what the fuck people seriously it doesn't make sense and then 
again, oil isn't just producing like all the carbon monoxide. Like I said, plastic, this stuff, this thing that I hate, I hate, I, I hate plastic. I hate plastic. Uh, like if it wasn't, if it didn't cost me an arm and a leg to just drink out of glass all the time, because I do have glass water, but it's just, it's just so expensive for a bottle of glass water. Um, and I could get a filter system, but um, the water is just so hard here in Las Vegas. But and it, it would just destroy that filtration system, honestly, like within a, a year or two. So I'm not looking to do that. But it's still not a good enough excuse, honestly. I try my hardest to try to be as energy efficient as possible, and I want to simplify my life for that reason. I became a vegan, one or not? I didn't become a vegan for this, but one of the reasons why I maintain being a vegan is because. You know, I know the impact that livestock can have on climate, but uh, even my usage is still bad. Like, I, I'm still a hypocrite, but I know for a fact that I'm not driving like a super gas. Like, I'm just not contributing more than some other people. And I, I do want to go back. Like, if if we could figure out ways to subsidize my money, my tax money, into making it cheaper and going back to glass because we used to drink glass everything back in the day. We would get our, our sodas in glass bottles. We would get our milk in glass bottles. Like I would be totally down to get everything back in glass, but we're just not doing that because plastic is so cheap because it's subsidized because it's an oil-based product. All plastic is from oil. It's like crazy. So not only are we destroying the oceans with plastic from oil, we have oil spills, but we're also destroying the air. Like, <laughs> and why do... Why do we think that humans just don't have this big impact on the world? It doesn't make sense to me. No one's been able to logically tell me why I, we don't think humans are that significant of a creature to impact climate in the world because there's no way our, our, our byproduct over a century could really cause temperature changes. Even though I could drop one atomic bomb or I could drop like five atomic bombs around the earth and literally – you know, do the same level of devastation in two seconds. But over 100 years, pumping out a whole bunch of CO2 and methane into the air? Nah, no way. There's no way. Anyways, I'm, I'm repeating myself because it just, it's just it's so obnoxious to think about how people are just so trolly. And, and I, that's why I think you, you are. I, I, I think there's a level of people that know they're wrong, but they just want to feel like they're cool by saying that it's fake and and this stuff is all fake and there's some people that just care about their 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 lifestyle so much that they think that it would change forever if we were to convert to a cleaner energy source which it wouldn't you know there are plenty of people that are living normal lives with electric everything technically and actually living a better lifestyle um but, you know, let's wait. Let's wait until, like, even though you're not a smoker, you're going to die of lung cancer anyways. Let's see how much that's fun, right? Let's. Why don't you talk to a lung cancer survivor and you tell me how, how they're doing. And, again, you're going you're gonna to think that's the extreme. That is extreme. I don't think that we're there yet. But I think in 50 years, oh, yeah, I think the air is going to be so bad in some big populated areas that you're not going to be able to live there anymore. If you don't believe me, just look at the UK 100 years ago during its Industrial Revolution. That smog, just ask Beijing. You know, they had to. Why do you think China is like the leader in clean energy? It's not because they wanted to be the good people, it's because their air was so shitty that they had to clean the air. Anyways, I'm getting off into tangents. Too many tangents with the subject. It all started with this team, by the way. Just a realization that it doesn't make sense how a team could be playing on the desert, a hockey team. 
but that's going to be a realization for a lot of cities going out there very soon. Um, but yeah, you know, to those deniers, don't be coming to anyone else's house at that, um, you know, I don't know. Just enjoy being a refugee, I guess, in the future. I'm not going to be in that position, though. But anyways, thank you guys so much for your time, and I will catch you guys all manana. Peace.